Hello, Coaches Cup listeners. Sonia Green here from Sonia Green Coaching, and I am doing a solo this week. You'll notice that Judith and I have kind of been off schedule the last few weeks, and that's going to extend for probably about two more two more months, maybe. We are going to have a combination over the next eight, eight-ish weeks of either me solo podcasting or bringing in some special guest coaches to podcast with me. Judith is fine for anybody who's asking. She's doing well. She has just taken on several projects right now with no BS. And, you know, she's done something that I am really proud of her for doing. She has asked if she can just have some time off, not that she needs my permission by any any stretch of the imagination, but she has been very upfront about her people-pleasing tendencies. And, you know, we women who are people-pleasers and have a lot of different things going on in our lives, we often live in this belief that we have to do it all that we have to be able to juggle families and jobs and all of the things. And, you know, it's just not the case. We can't always do that. And so we talked and she was like, hey, I I need some time where I can just focus. And for a people pleaser to make that ask, I was more than happy to jump in and do whatever I could to give that to her. Um, And I hope that we can all learn a lesson from it about how it's okay to ask for the things that we need. And we're all going to have times when we can't do everything that's on the schedule. So she's going to step away for for just a few weeks. And uh, I already have some exciting guest coaches lined up. I have some ideas about things that I want to bring to the podcast. And before we know it, she'll be back again and we'll be moving on as usual. But I did want to address that. I know that we've had, you know, a couple of a couple of different times lately where we've done solo podcasts or or brought back a flashback episode. And I it's kind of fun to change things up sometimes, but I know that that our listeners, you are used to the routine and I want to let you know what's going on. So the, the thing I want to talk about today is actually something that happened with my nine-year-old last week that really, I guess, brought it back to me how important it is for us to be processing our feelings. And, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about feelings and doing feeling work on this podcast, but that's partly because we were raised, both Judith and I, and I think many of you as listeners were raised not having any kind of connection between our minds, our emotional beings and our bodies. And so I... I took some hope that that's changing. I think we as uh, more enlightened women, whether we're coaches or people who are committed to self-development, we are passing that on to our children, I hope, our grandchildren. And I think maybe in another generation or two, 
maybe it won't be the problem that it was for us. But I wanted to to just tell you a little bit about what happened last week and then make some some connections about the importance of processing feelings. I have a nine-year-old son and he came in last week and from the minute he got in the car when I picked him up from school I could tell something was going on like he was really grumpy he didn't have a lot to say to me I asked him questions about his day and he just dismissed it and so I let it go because well it has to do a lot with with my own culture and upbringing you know if people push against me I'm not one to dig deeper I am an Enneagram five. So I have a thing about privacy and respecting other people's privacy. And so I usually am not one to really dig into too deeply. But later that night, something happened and I reprimanded him for something. And he went away and went to his room. And then he came back a little bit later and he said, Mom, my heart is feeling really fragile today. And he had tears in his eyes as he was telling me this. And I said, well, honey, sit, sit down and let's talk about this. I said, why is your heart feeling fragile? In all honesty, I wasn't exactly sure what he was telling me by saying his heart felt fragile. So I wanted to investigate that a little bit. And uh, he said, well, We had a substitute teacher at school today and I was talking to my friend and I got in trouble and she told me to go sit down. And when I went to my desk, I tripped and I made a loud noise and the teacher thought that I was angry. And so she made me put my head down. My heart feels fragile about that. And I've been crying a lot today. So when he told me what had happened and what exactly he meant by his heart felt fragile, I wanted to reinforce his feelings in that moment. And, you know, I really wanted being a mom. I wanted to connect and dig in. And I was like, I'm I'm sure you're, you're feeling kind of ashamed because you got reprimanded by your teacher, right? And he was like, yeah. And, and I was frustrated because she didn't understand me. She didn't understand that I tripped and it, I, I was embarrassed. Now he had already named more emotions as a nine-year-old than I even knew existed when I was a nine-year-old. But, you know, again, I'm, I'm really trying to dig in and connect here. And so I start questioning him a little bit more and he just pops up off the couch and turns away and grabs his Pokemon game and starts playing. And at first I was really frustrated and I was like, well, wait, don't we need to talk about this? And he said, no, I'm good. And he walks away. And my initial thought was, oh, he's pushing it down and I should go after him and talk about it more. And then it occurred to me, this is an incident that happened that day sitting down with me, walking to me, telling me his heart felt fragile, telling me the story, naming some of his feelings. That was all he needed to do to process his feelings. He processed it and he was on to the Pokemon game. He was moving on from that experience. It was over. It was done. 
the rest of the evening, he didn't, he wasn't down. He wasn't in a bad mood. He wasn't, he wasn't anything because he had taken the time and processed that feeling. And it, that quickly, he was able to move on. And I thought that's such a good lesson for me on, on several levels. First, we don't always need to keep rehashing and bringing up and, you know, he processed it quickly. It was his to process. It wasn't mine to keep pushing and making sure he had processed it. Now, that doesn't mean that later he might not come back and want to talk about something else related to it. He might. But for that moment, it was done. It wasn't my job to keep pushing and making sure. But also, when we do take a moment to connect with somebody and explain our emotions in that moment, describe them, describe what happened, we can get relief that quickly and move on to something else that quickly. But so many times, as I can only speak for women, and I can really only speak for myself, but I know women, the women I coach, my own experiences, we hold on to things. We don't share them because it's embarrassing or there's some shame wrapped up in it or we don't we don't even know why we just don't feel like we're important enough to share that with with somebody else or to even take time to sit down with it ourselves and examine it for ourselves and process it and if we would do that we could get that release just like he did i mean it was gone boom moved on now, hear me also, with deeper traumas, with something like grief, it's not going to be that quick to move on. There may be either several different times, lots of different times that, that it comes back to us in different ways and we have to process it again. But our daily frustrations, our daily things that happen to us, they really can go that quickly. And instead, we hold on to them and we make them mean something. And we, you know, put a stake in the ground and hold on to resentment and shame and embarrassment when all we need to do is take that moment and sit with it and name it, release it and move on. So I hope this helps you. It works as a reminder that sometimes we are needlessly holding on to things that are hurting us. They're not hurting anybody else, or they might be if you're in a bad mood and you take that out on everybody else, but mainly they're hurting you and you can let it go and move on from it. If it's a long-term trauma or a long-term hurt of some kind, then still, if you need to come back to it every day, for a hundred days, then give it that space, give it that airtime, get that release and move on until it comes back and revisits and then deal with it again. Deal with it in the moment rather than hanging on to it. 
All right. If you're looking for coaching, you can find me at soniagreencoaching.com. You can find me on Instagram and you can find the Coaches Cup podcast on our Facebook page. And Judith will still be checking in from time to time on the Facebook page. She may even pop up in here one week. We were talking yesterday. It's kind of hard to to, you know, not have any time together when, when we're used to spending time together every week. So we'll see how it goes. But if you haven't given us a rating on iTunes, we would love to have some more ratings. It's been a while since we've seen those move up. So go to iTunes and rate the podcast for us. I'll see you next week with a special guest coach. Bye-bye.